0: Welcome to Her Take, a podcast by three best friends sharing their take on just about anything. I'm Kira. I'm Jackie. And I'm Jen. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Her Take, my name is Kira, I am joined by Jen and Jackie. Thank you for joining us for another episode. We have 36 other episodes if you are new to us and like what you hear. We basically come together every week to discuss what's happening in our own lives, the world around us, pop culture, we're all over the place, we have a lot of interests in our conversations, so hopefully there's a little something for everyone to connect to we hope you are doing as well as you possibly can in taking care of yourself and your loved ones as we head into another week of this changed world. We are continuing to settle and adjust to it, so continuing to be patient with and open to the different thoughts and emotions that are coming up as we reflect on our own lives and the relationships in our lives, we are navigating different conversations and adjusting to different connections. So this new journey is something that we want to talk about in this episode, and we would love to hear about how relationships and conversations are changing for you, both with yourself and those around you. So you can connect with us on Instagram at Podcast and Twitter at Pod. If you have any thoughts on this topic or if you've been struggling to navigate this or if you've been handling it really well, we'd love to hear and share and learn from everyone's experiences. But first, as we know, we like to start off with a check-in, take some time to see how we're all feeling, and as always, we encourage you to do the same with yourself and your friends and family. So we'll start with Jackie. Jackie, how has your week been? How are you doing
1: and feeling? Hey everyone, a wonderful introduction as usual, Kira. I admire you. (laughs) It has been a good week. Yeah, I'm still dealing with this cough that won't go away. I haven't been able to get in touch with my doctor. I don't know what happened with the office, but nobody is answering. I'm not sure if they're there, if they've had to close for some reason. So I haven't been able to get any antibiotics. Um, like, my mom got tested for the virus because she had the same cough as me, and she came back negative, so I'm sort of in the place where, like, I, I'm i pretty sure I just, I don't have it. Like, if she doesn't have it, if she had it, I would have it. If I had it, she would have it. Um, because obviously we're living in the same house, so I did get some antibiotics on the DL today from my cousin. He dropped them off at our house. Um, he was, like, sick and, and got antibiotics and had some leftover and then also went, like, I don't know, like Latin supermarkets sell like they're basically antibiotics, but they're like behind a counter. It's like a little sketch, but like I've taken them before, so they're they're fine. Um, so hopefully that will start working. I took one today already and hopefully that will uh, give me some relief because it's been a long time with this cough and I'm dying. Not actually, but I'm fine. But it's kind of the worst. Um, yeah, so, I mean, everything has been fine. My week has just been, you know, as per usual, week seven, working from home, now about to go into week eight. So it's been a long time, Um, and it's kind of weird, but we're finally sort of getting into a more normal routine. Um, and then just the other thing that I've just sort of been thinking about a lot this week is I'm now trying to draft, I have to, I'm submitting a request for deferment for a year um, to get my MBA. So I have to submit a short essay just explaining why. And I'm trying to put sort of in, you know, the the most eloquent way, you know, all of my reasons for wanting to defer for financial reasons and everything going on with Corona. Um, so I've been thinking about that. I've sort of been putting it off because I I want to do it, but it's just like hard to, it's, it's just hard to find the words. And like, I'm just sort of struggling to write something that is going to be, I feel like, like something that like they, I think like people, they definitely would understand, but it's just sort of hard to put that down into words. Mm -hmm. You, you know, you can sort of think about in your head, but just like putting it on paper Mm -hmm. has been a struggle. So I'm sort of doing that. I have to do that this weekend. I've been putting it off for a couple of days. So I must get that done before the work week starts again. Um, But yeah, I mean, pretty much the same. The weather's beautiful finally. So I was out on my deck. We have no patio furniture because it's not painted yet. Um, So I just was like laying on a beach towel, just trying to get a little bit of uh, sunlight because it's been awful in New York and it's finally beautiful. So yeah, same
0: old, same old. Nice. Well, that was a pretty big decision to make. So I'm glad you made a decision and seem to be at peace with it in terms of your grad school journey. And I know that that was hard, but you're going to be amazing when you do go to grad school. It's all going to be good. Doesn't hurt to keep working and get more work experience. And I am sorry that you're still not feeling well, but I hope it goes away soon. Yeah, me too. It sucks. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's been a while. Hang in there. I don't think you have coronavirus, so that's the positive. Yeah. Uh, Jen, how about you? How are you doing? How
2: was your week? Hey everyone. Um, yeah, I just wanted to echo what Kira said, Jackie. Hope you start to feel better very soon. Now that you're on antibiotics, and um, I know deciding to defer your uh, enrollment for your MBA program is difficult, but I I agree. I think it's probably the right decision, especially given how expensive getting your MBA is. So definitely. A good decision in my opinion. Um, but in terms of this week for me, like Jackie was saying, the weather here in New York hasn't been too great, honestly, for the past two weeks. I would say it's been very rainy and cold. Um, but this past weekend, it's been beautiful and the weather is so nice and sunny and warm. So a lot of people have been going outside. But just a reminder, keep social distancing because we definitely don't want another outbreak to happen and we're finally getting over the peak. So just a reminder to everybody to continue social distancing because fortunately did see a lot of people out and about today who I don't think were really following those guidelines, unfortunately. So um, just because the weather's nice, you know, definitely go outside and get that fresh air that you need, but um, try to do so as far away from other people as you possibly can. Um, but yeah, for me, this past week, and I think part of it was the weather as well, like I mentioned, pretty rainy and cold here in New York, um, it just started to hit me that I was feeling pretty burnt out at work and pretty tired of everything. I uh, was feeling a little frustrated because I got put on to this new project, and it is a lot of work and quite honestly, not something I feel that I know the most about, and yet, I feel like me and another teammate that I'm working on this project on, um, the two of us are pulling pretty much all the weight and the other two people on our project are not. And it's just frustrating. I feel like this just keeps happening recently to me and I don't know why. And then I'm working on a separate project and I'm working with someone who's much, much more senior than I am on this very senior project for important people within our company. And Just feeling a little frustrated about that, too, because I feel like I'm capable of doing the work, and yet sometimes we'll come out of these meetings where we review the work that we've done with our senior executives, and they're like, oh, make these changes, and this guy just makes the changes himself and doesn't really loop me in, so I'm not sure if he just doesn't think I'm capable of it or if it's just something that he feels like it's not worth having too many cooks in the kitchen working on it. Um, But I wish I was just a little bit more involved or just understood why I wasn't totally being asked to contribute. So I don't know what's up there, but um, just, yeah, it all started to hit me, especially towards the end of the week. I was just getting really frustrated with everything at work and feeling like, you know, we've been in quarantine for so long and I'm just sick of all of it. But I ended up taking Friday off because we have to take some time off before the end of the second quarter. So Friday, I was out of office and definitely felt like it was much needed. I didn't really do much. I literally slept for about three hours in the middle of the day. But um, I felt like it was definitely much needed because, you know, the weekends have just been flying by as well. And the weekends and the weekdays are kind of becoming the same to me a little bit. And I know a lot of people are feeling the same way. But um, some good positive things that came out of this week. We had a show and tell during one of our work meetings, and initially I was kind of stressed because I was like, I don't know what to show and tell about, um, but a lot of people were sharing videos of their kids and dogs and things like that, so it's just nice to see a more personal side of your coworkers because, especially when you're not in the office, it's hard to kind of keep that dialogue going about people's personal lives and things like that, Um And we also had for our happy hour this week, instead of just doing the normal happy hour, we did a baking tutorial. So there's this one girl on my team who she's kind of like our team chef or office chef. And she always brings in cookies and treats and things like that. And they're so, so good. Um, So for happy hour this week, she led a little tutorial on how to bake just some classic chocolate chip cookies and It was a little stressful trying to keep up because I joined the meeting late because I had like a real meeting that I had to go to that ended up going a little long. So I was constantly playing catch up, but I finally posted to her appetite um, and I had a lot of fun and the cookies turned out really good. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for me this week and um, definitely trying to get outside and enjoy the warm weather while still being socially distant and definitely recommend it to all of you guys, too. But yeah, that's really it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the Her Appetite Insta story was on fire yeah. this week. Oh, yeah. I think I we all posted. Yeah, we did. I know. All three of us.
2: Well, Jackie and Kira, I feel like you guys post pretty yeah. regularly. I am just not like, not that I don't enjoy baking, but I I don't do it that often. I kind of only do it if my brother ends up starting to bake or something or if I have to bake for something. So It's just not something I do that often. It's not really, like, one of my top interests, but
1: I I love when other people bake, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It could be, I mean, it could be a lot of work. It's, um, I definitely used to bake more in high school. Now that we've just had more time, it's like there's nothing else for me to do at night. Like, I have no other social activities. I've been baking more. But I definitely didn't bake for a while. I've, for the last couple of years, I'd say I'd only bake around Christmas and mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then I really don't bake any other time of the year. Yeah. Um, I
0: feel that. it's a, yeah, lot is a lot of, lot of work. work. A lot of cleanup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. This week on Her Take uh, podcast on Instagram, uh, we have a series, if you're not familiar, we have a series that we call Her Appetite After Bon Appetit. Um, And we just kind of share what we're cooking, have you follow us through the steps. And Jackie is pretty good at being pretty regular on sharing Mm -hmm. Her appetite in particular. But this week, we all contributed, and it was very fun. I enjoyed everybody's Her appetite series, Um, and I want to continue to do more. I'm thinking this week I might make Allison Roman's The Stew, so maybe I'll... uh, share that. Yum yum. Mm-hmm. And I I have a secret nice, that makes nice, it better. Nice. Even though Allison Roman is kind of, she's hard to argue with. She's kind of <laughs> the best, but my mom and I have discovered if you add lime, it makes it a little better. So stay tuned. Huh. Um, but yeah, Jen, uh, lots of highs and lows. Glad you had Friday off to kind of recharge. I think even though it's quarantine and we're home all the time, the weekends are still not long enough mm-hmm. to recharged. So I think that's nice to have a little extra day. Um, and yeah, I think that is pretty much everything I have to say in regards to your (laughs) check-in. So (laughs) I'll move on to my check-in. Um, yeah, also not anything too wild or exciting going on. It's, you know, same old, same old, as I'm sure everybody else is feeling. Um, Work wise I did have kind of a stressful week, just like whatever, it's just a lot of work to get done, but that's fine. Um but it does mean that I was a bit behind on sleep, so today I actually slept until 9 30, which to most people listening you're probably gonna be like, Okay, that's a normal Saturday, but for me that's like crazy. I probably have not slept in It until might as nine. well
1: be two in the afternoon.
0: Like, legit, yeah. It's very out of character for me to sleep That's in wild. that much. I'm very much like, like, 7.30 is kind of the latest I'll wake up on the weekends normally. So, 9.30 was, like, wild. But I didn't set my alarm for the reason that I felt like I needed to get some sleep. So, but I had a really weird dream last night um, that I had to have heart surgery because, Uh, I'm moving so little that I'm, like, at risk of having a heart attack in my dream. Uh, so I literally had a dream that I was having heart surgery, and I was, like, above myself actually watching it happen, basically. So, true reflection of, like, what's going on (laughs) with me. That's how little cardio I'm getting in that for, apparently, it's stressing me out that I'm going to need heart surgery. Uh, other (sighs) than that, not too much going on, um... Just kind of started to, similar to Jackie's conversation on grad school and like a lot of people are graduating college now. It's coming up on a year. Actually, tomorrow is a year um, since my graduation. So just kind of starting to think of like, oh, I thought in this past year I would have decided if I'm going to go to grad school next or not and what I want to do in grad school and I still kind of haven't figured it out and it's kind of annoying me. But also, there's really no timeline to figure it out. It's fine. But yeah, just kind of starting to get thinking again or continuing to think about, okay, what's next? Do I want to stay where I am? Do I want to go back to school? Do I want to switch jobs? Like, all that stuff. So, nothing new there, but still kind of want to go to med school and still probably kind of won't, but just trying to decide um, for next year. It obviously would not be this year, but I always kind of thought maybe next year would be the year that I would go back to school. Mm -hmm. So would have to start thinking of applying places and such. Yeah. We'll see. And also because I'm had it in my mind I was going to take the PE in October. That's the professional en- engineering exam license. But now that I'm like, well, maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe I want to study for a different exam. If I want to go to a different kind of career path, maybe it would be a waste of time to study for the PE. So that's kind of why it's on my mind because they need to sign up soon if I'm going to take it in October. Anyway, I digress. That's where I'm at. That's what I'm thinking about. And this is the perfect kind of time to think and reflect on your life. So, got to take advantage.
2: Yeah, I... Yeah, wow. Sorry, go ahead, Jackie. Go ahead, Jen. <laughs> Standard no, her moments. No. <laughs> we all interrupt each other. I know. Uh. I was going to say, Kira, I have definitely have felt similarly, especially in quarantine because... I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I was hoping to move in May and now it's May and Mm -hmm. that's clearly not happening. So, um, yeah, I had a conversation with one of my friends last night about how this time is weird because you feel like your life is just kind of on pause and you're unable to progress anywhere. So I totally feel what you're feeling and I, too, have been kind of thinking, okay, Should I start thinking about if I want to go get my MBA, do I need to start thinking about that now? Um, So I feel you, Kira, in that feeling of trying to figure out what's next and maybe not feeling like you are where you thought you would be at a year ago.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think when it comes to, it's sort of hard because, I mean, I think you know, these kinds of things, it's, like, such an expensive process to mm-hmm. begin, you know, just talking for grad school in general. You probably, like, in Jen's case, like, you could take the GRE or the GMAT for different programs, all right, but the GRE is just going to, I think, applies for more things. Um, the GMAT is, like, for... Well, I guess if you want to get an MBA, you can do either, right? But I mean, ultimately, like studying for those kinds of exams is an expensive process because unfortunately, from my experience with that, I've realized that you really need to pay for those courses that are hundreds Mm -hmm. and hundreds of dollars, even thousands of dollars to do well, because those tests are all about learning how to figure out how the test works. Mm -hmm. And I learned so many things that had I not taken the you know, review course that I did, you have to learn how to take the test. They teach you these methods that you would never figure out yourself. Mm -hmm. And there's such a and unfortunately, that's just how they work. And so it is such a big financial commitment. But I mean, I think, you know, taking that exam and then doing well the first time and not having to retake it like I did, doing well the first time, having that score, having that, you know, that big requirement under your belt and done with is something that's really important. And then that is going to give you the flexibility because those scores are valid for five years
2: mm-hmm. to do
1: what you want. So I think now maybe maybe the time more than ever. And we've discussed, you know, that you don't necessarily need to be more... Productive and do all these crazy things in quarantine. Like, quarantine is not, not the time to become like a master bread maker. But, you know, since we have this time anyway, and there aren't like other social commitments going on and we're at home anyway, maybe you might as well take this opportunity to put some of that time towards studying towards these exams because that is, I think, just the biggest pain in the neck. And that's something that you're going to need a couple months for to, to study. So, it's definitely a big. Oh, I don't. I almost want to say waste of time. It's not a waste of time, but it's just such a big time consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard. I mean, it's hard because even if you're still thinking about grad school, you may need to just make that decision about taking that those kinds of exams now mm-hmm. because it's such a long. It's right. like a lengthy process, and for you to apply on time, it's like a whole thing. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's such a yeah, yeah, I know. And there's a t- so you know, it may be worth.
0: Go ahead. No, sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead.
1: No, I, it just might be worth it, just because it's such a lengthy process with all of that to just make that deci- decision now, even if maybe you don't end up applying for any programs, mm-hmm. you know, in the coming months. But it w- it could be a waste of time if you don't do it now, you right. know, if you don't right. start that process now.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a good point, point. and I think part of what stresses me out about it is because I don't know that I just keep putting it off and being indecisive and then like well then I'm just continuing to waste time and like letting not deadlines really but like it's going to get to a point where it's like well if you want to go you need to prep ahead of time like you're saying so there is a part of me that's like just do it go for it and if it ends up not being what you think it's going to be or working out like at the end of the day it's never really like maybe it costs a lot of money but it's never really wasted if you're exploring new interests and uh possibilities and opportunities and options you know because um, I have yeah. the privilege to be able to do something like that so yeah All good points. Definitely is kind of a weird time. Like Jen said, feeling like life is on pause right now. And um, it is kind of like a weird, I gotta take advantage of this pause, but also the pause is stressing me out because there's other
2: things I wanted to be doing at this time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, lots of ups and downs. I Um, think something that Uh, came up in my conversation with one of my friends yesterday when we were talking about this is um, everybody's life is on pause right now. So that gives me a little bit of comfort. Right. So you're not going to be penalized for if you are deciding to go to grad school a year later than you may have wanted to. Mm -hmm. And generally speaking, I would say, especially with grad school, it, it doesn't matter so much when you go. Like if you go tomorrow or if you go 3 years from now it's probably okay. You know what I'm saying? I mean for most professions I'm not totally um educated about in engineering how that all works, but I know especially with like your MBA, there are people that I work with that got their MBAs in their late 20s, some of them got them in their early 30s. So, it's not really too much of a big deal if you get it like a little bit later than maybe you had originally anticipated so that at least gives me a little bit of comfort right yeah but yeah 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 yeah
1: not to keep going off on this tangent um there was uh just uh an interesting humans of new york post that i saw maybe you guys saw it but this woman was um she basically was she says she's a first-generation American, so education was really important in her family. And so, but she, you know, always thought about becoming a doctor, but she just thought it was unattainable. And she ended up going into accounting. And at 35, she was a VP at Citibank. She decided to go to med school at 35, and she felt like, Always was She was always the odd man out because she was so much older than all of her classmates, but mm-hmm. she did it, and now she's a pediatrician. So, it's really never the wrong time oh, to I love that. start doing what you want to do. Yeah, so it actually was just very apropos with what yeah. we were talking about. Um So if you're feeling anxious about it now, you don't have to because any time can be the right time.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the thing is like for me, if I go to grad school, it's like not engineering. It would be a career change probably because I don't really need a grad degree to do what I do now. Um, and it's the whole like, do I really want to go to med school or am I just like fooling myself? And it's very up and down. Maybe you want to go into few years. It's like very like. No, I think I really do want to go. And then I'm like, no, nah, I don't. Yeah. But, and then it is the whole like yeah. feeling too old. But if she went at
2: 35, you're never yeah, too old. Yeah, definitely not too old for med school. Yeah. I mean, one of our friends is going next year. And I feel like increasingly a lot of people are taking gap years before they go to med school. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, med school is, and even like law school, some of those, a yeah, they're definitely big deals. So, yeah. Um, definitely not (laughs) something you just decide on a whim so maybe you know think about it
0: till you're a little bit more sure i've been taking a few years yeah (laughs) i think it's like there's a part of me that's like do i want to go just to make things hard for myself i think i do (laughs) um but stay tuned i don't know i've been talking about it for a while now up and down so maybe i'm like maybe i just gotta try at this point if it won't go away if it keeps bothering me Um, anyway, on that note, thanks for the little chat, guys. It was nice to bond over some of those uncertainties, Uh, but I think it's time to head into our topic of the week. As I mentioned previously, we want to discuss how we've experienced relationships changing during this time of quarantine. Um relationships with family members, friends, co-workers, romantic partners, yourself, your pet, all those kinds of things. The list goes on and on. Um, it's a time of true and deep change and this discussion I think is something many people are dealing with in various forms and we're probably only going to scratch the surface with where this conversation could go because we can only speak from our own experiences. Um, but I think we should just dive right in. So If Jackie, if you want to get us started just kind of reflecting on anything you've noticed in how uh, any relationships in your lives have transformed over the past few weeks, if they have in any way.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, So, you know, I'm living at home and it's just been me and my parents um, for the last couple of weeks, which has been good. Um, although, you know, unfortunately, and this is something that, you know, I've been doing, I've definitely been more irritable, um, and I'm definitely, not that I'm in a bad mood or I'm necessarily upset, but, like, more things just aggravate me easily, um, and I think part of that has been, because I'm so sick and because, like, my parents are so concerned, um, or not because I'm so sick, but because I've been sick for such a while with this cough, and the cough is very obvious, um, they've just been really nagging me, and it like it, this is a wonderful thing. my parents are concerned, but it's just <laughs> I'm not justifying this, but I've just been getting aggravated because I'm you know, like I feel fine, but I'm trying to get in touch with doctors and things like that, and I just can't get a hold of anyone. um and so that like I've just been like, but things have been frustrating me, like maybe like in a different. Like three months ago, something like that wouldn't be bothering me, but it's just I find myself just more irritable, more short tempered just because we've been inside for so long. Like I'm like I'm working all day and then I'm finally done and I have a few hours at night and I just like have like no like I have no energy for a lot of conversation sometimes. And this is not every day. It goes up and down. But I just find myself not having a ton of energy at night to chat and do things and I kind of just want to like sit on the couch and close my eyes and not do anything and not talk about anything. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I think that's been hard and I, I, you know, it's definitely not a good thing. I need to try and improve my attitude. Um, So, I mean, I think it's changed in that way that my mood, you know, I think just like my overall mood is like affecting my temper That's not great. But I mean, I I think also just like relationships with my friends, it's sort of been, you know, I think that for the most part, I've been in touch with a lot of people. Like we all had like our little Google Hangouts and our uh, Zoom yoga class and things like that, which has been great to connect. And I've been doing like virtual happy hours with other people. Um, But it's still, you know, I think, i'm just like genuinely missing just that human connection because i Mm -hmm. find i found myself previously like when we could go out and do things like i would just get so exhausted from trying to maintain like all of these different groups of friends like just like through the nature of like how life is with like your friends from home that are in new york and like your friends from college and then your friends from work and then your friends from this internship and from all these other things they just never intersect so you're trying to connect with people and stay in touch and that it's sort of like it would be like a like a six week cycle, like every week I would get together with different people and then it had been six weeks since I'd seen that group. So the cycle starts again and um, I just find that I'm still missing like the the Zoom chats and all those things aren't enough. And that's just kind of sad and a little frustrating Um yeah, I mean, it's been it's been kind of weird. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. I just feel like some things, I don't know. I mean, it's so, I feel like I can't be there for people, like, in the way that I want to as well. Hmm. Like, when people are going through things now, it's like, I don't know, like, what else I can do besides, like, give you a virtual hug. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's sort of, um, I feel like I can't, like... This is not like, a- obviously, this is not an adequate, like, you know, um, like this, like trying to maintain relationships over the Internet is not an adequate way to sustain anything. And I find that to be a little bit frustrating as well, um, if that makes sense. and I think a lot of people are experiencing that because, like, you can't be there for people in the way you want to. Mm hmm. And it's like, you can't, you can't be like, oh, like, uh, let me help you like do this thing or I, let me give you like the kind of support that I would give you normally because like that's not, we're not, we're supposed to be social distancing and like we're not supposed to see each other. Right. And it's just hard. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was like a lot, but I think it's sort of like, yeah.
0: No, but you had a lot of good points. I mean, I think first the energy thing. Um, I think that can be challenging in this time as well because, as everyone says, like, we have nothing else to do, so if I don't answer somebody's call because I'm not in the mood to chat or I don't have the energy to get into a discussion with them at this time, like, there's no real excuse of, like, sorry, I was out doing something. I mean, I'll still make an excuse, but it's just not... It's like a time where people are like, well, you have to answer the call because nobody's mm-hmm. doing anything. But there's still the energy aspect of it. Like, I still might not have the energy to have small talk or to just... It's equally as draining as socializing sometimes, I think. Um, there's a term I heard this week called Zoom fatigue. Uh, and I think that's pretty accurate. Like, just the it's kind of died down, but in the beginning, there was like everybody was like hopping on Google Hangouts and FaceTimes and stuff, and that was all great. Like, I very much appreciated it and felt more social than I had in a while, and I enjoyed that. But then it does get yeah. to a point where, like, it's equally as draining as interacting in person. Um, the other thing I thought that you said that was interesting is um, balancing meeting up with friends in person pre quarantine uh, PQ. Uh, and how that, that might change. I, I just started thinking about how that might change, um, post queue, And, like, I, I am kind of somebody who's big on, like, if I'm not in the mood, you, like, can't make me go out. But I have been thinking about all the times I was like, I don't want to do, I don't want to hang out with those people, so I wouldn't go. (laughs) And now you're like, I would do anything to go out to dinner with some people. Um, so yeah, definitely an interesting concept to dive into. And, oh, last thing, sorry, the being there for friends. I think in some ways you can be there for friends more than you were before this, um, just because I think people are checking in on each other more and, um, uh, having more conversations, Uh than they were like before when we were busier, it was easier to be like, Oh, don't have time. Sorry, can't meet up. Sorry, can't do this. Um, mm-hmm. But now you have more time to have deeper com- conversations and check in on people's mental health and talk about things that maybe we weren't talking about before.
1: Yeah, that's actually an excellent point. Yeah, there's, yeah, I think we have to be a more creative. Yeah, but there's definitely ways. To, uh, yeah there's more ways to there. yeah there definitely can be more ways to be there for people yeah like being there for someone doesn't mean you necessarily have to like I mean even now like we're like we didn't see each other right like mm-hmm. ever right like even before this right but it's not so it's not always about proximity mm-hmm. yeah that's an excellent mm-hmm. point
0: not to downplay human connection because that's equally important but, yeah, yeah no
1: but yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. You can
0: show up in
2: different ways. I do think, Jackie, I relate to what you're saying, though, about having not maybe I'm trying to think of how to articulate this. But, you know, when you try to comfort a friend who might need some support in person, sometimes you can sense in person when somebody is off and it might be a little bit more difficult, Mm -hmm. especially when you have these. Uh if you have like a virtual hangout with someone, maybe you can still sense that they're a little off or maybe they express to you that they're not doing as well. But it's also very easy for people to just kind of um, not reach out in this time. So when they're not doing well, they just don't reach out and you just don't talk and you just don't know how they're doing. And, you know, sometimes it's nice to like check in on people, but also I feel like, and this may be just the case with me, but Like, if someone asks me how I'm doing, I'm like, yeah, everything's great. Nothing new. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I think it can be tough. And so I I feel where you're coming from, Jackie, on that front. And also, I've definitely Mm -hmm. been feeling more irritable lately, too. I think it's just, like, you are spending a lot of time with the same people and, like, with your family. (laughs) And you have nowhere else to go. So... I think inevitably you're just going to get on each other's nerves sometimes. And like you were saying, sometimes you just want to be left alone on the couch and not speak to anyone. And that's perfectly fine. Um, And you don't always want to like be cooped up in your room. But sometimes your family members might not understand that. And I know that's definitely the case at my house. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you guys deal with stuff
0: like that? Because I've definitely like you know, been annoyed with my family if we spend too much time together and have been moody and irritable. Um, Do you have any, do you just like go to your room, close the door, just take some time away from people? Are you more confrontational about it? Do you have any particular way of handling it that
2: works for you? And it's okay if you don't. Yeah, probably not the best tip, but I don't know why, but sometimes like my mom just does not understand that if I'm sitting on the couch watching TV, that doesn't mean I want to talk to you. (laughs) So um, for me, I just physically need to go into my room for somebody to leave me alone. Uh, So that's just Mm -hmm. what works for me. Probably not the best tip, but if you really just need some alone time, just close your door. No one will bother you usually.
1: Yeah. Um I think something that I've I I I don't if I'm ever like if I'm ever like short-tempered and I'm snappy, I definitely just try to apologize for it like within the same evening because letting anything like sit overnight, like I don't like to go to bed with anyone angry, right? So like if I'm if I'm ever like rude, I'm like I'm sorry that I was not nice before. Like I apologize. Um I don't know, just like there needs to be like a point where like you understand that like Oh, uh, I wasn't being nice before. I should apologize. Like, I need to deal with that. We can't let these things kind of, like, Mm -hmm. simmer and brew. Um, Not that, like, my parents... Like, my parents would never, like, hold anything against me. They're never gonna... You know what I mean? Like, they don't, like, harbor grudges, right? But... I just like for like, y- like for my own like mental health, like I'm like, oh, I don't want to feel like bad because my conscience right. is like, telling me all these things. <laughs> so it's just like good for like my soul to be like, I'm sorry, that was not nice. Um, you know what I mean? It's just Mm -hmm. such a, yeah, I mean, and then also just like, you know, like pamper yourself, take care of yourself. If you're not in the mood to talk, I think that's a great time to do some self-care because you're doing like other little things that are keeping you busy Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, I'm doing a face mask so I can't talk right now or I'm washing my hair so I can't talk right now. Um, so if you don't want to talk, um, that's a great time to do some self-care, paint your nails, do whatever. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just, like, find, like, other little things, Mm -hmm. like, little activities um, that, like, might, like, keep, like, your your brain and, like, your hands busy. And I know, know especially,
2: (laughs) like, when you're connecting with friends virtually, like you were mentioning, guys, is, um, you almost have no excuse because what else are you doing? I have found that all of my friends, whenever they want to virtually... FaceTime and stuff and like Jackie was saying you know I have multiple groups of friends it's like they all want to FaceTime at the same time and I feel so silly saying I'm busy or I have like other FaceTime plans or other video chat Zoom plans but I do and so it's kind of hard to fit that all in but at the same time like we were saying Zoom fatigue is definitely real like sometimes I just don't want to have small talk because I feel like inevitably you just end up start talking about coronavirus and quarantine like that's just inevitably going to come up in pretty much any conversation that you have with people because that's the only thing that's going on right now and then in addition right. all of our lives are on pause like we were mentioning earlier so no one really has any new updates I mean that's not always the case like we were mentioning one of our friends just got into med school our other friends got engaged so For some people, their lives are progressing, Mm -hmm. um, but for a lot of us, that's not the case. (laughs) Good for you guys. So it's like, yeah, nothing new. (laughs) Just worked a lot this week, you know, so um, right, it's tiring to have those conversations, and sometimes you just want to be left alone, and it's hard to just say no to people when you feel like now is the time you need to be socially connecting, and you don't really have an excuse not to hang out, but like Jackie was saying, you could probably come up with an excuse. Just say you have other FaceTime plans. Oh, yeah. Say you're doing a face mask. You just got out of the shower or you're just about to get in the shower. It's fine. You know,
1: just just make
2: something up. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Or like just tell them that like your big plans for the evening are to like go sit in your car and pretend that you're going to go somewhere. Um, Amazing. That's also an option. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had
0: to like coordinate FaceTime calls because like you said Jen too many people want to chat at the same time so you can even lie about it and be like sorry I have another call can we move
2: this to tomorrow and it seems like people Uh, just only want to face chat or face chat FaceTime or video chat (laughs) sound like a grandma (laughs) um they only ever want to do it like on a Friday night or a Saturday night I'm like we're literally not doing anything we could FaceTime on a Wednesday night if you really want to I don't know why Everyone wants to talk on Friday. So I'm also worried that whenever this goes back to semi-normal, I say semi-normal because I don't think we'll ever really truly go back to normal. We'll just be a new normal. But whenever we're allowed to socialize again, I have this fear that all of my different groups of friends are going to want to hang out all at the same time and I'm going to have to choose one, which is shitty. (laughs) I don't want to do that. it's hard
0: yeah well I mean um that's part of the uh thought process during this time too is like how will relationships continue to change after this and I think um with quarantine and everybody video chatting more like you're connecting with people that you don't see as much or haven't spoken to in a while um Or at least for me, like, I'm seeing people who I just met a few months ago reach out and um, just show support more than maybe people I've known for longer periods of time. And that's, like, not to shame anybody. That's just to be like, oh, like, these relationships are already really deep. Um, And it'll be interesting to see how that grows when we're able to be around each other again. Or maybe it won't. (laughs) Like, maybe it was just a virtual connection mm-hmm. or something um but just like reflecting on as you watch uh how different friendships family relationships um romant none of us are in a romantic relationship but like I have friends who are and just watching how those are navigating the changes and thinking about okay who do I want to be around in the future how do I want to deal with the new normal and how the world has changed, how do I want to um, maintain and form relationships in the future, what's important to me from a friend, from a partner, um, what's important for me with my family. Uh, I'm just kind of throwing these out there because they're just things that have been on my mind. I don't necessarily have answers. It's just something I'm thinking about um, as I reflect on like who's important
2: to me to connect with mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, I definitely think relationships are going to change, like you were saying, Kira. Um, For me, at least in my experience, I think something positive that has come out of this is the chance to maybe reconnect with people that you don't get to talk to as often. So, for example, like Mm -hmm. our high school friends, we did that um, Zoom video chat or Google Hangout, whatever it was, once, and then we did virtual yoga. Um, So that was nice because I feel like, I know. I know. I was just thinking that, too. It's been a while now. Yeah, because that friend group especially, like, we always say this. We pretty much get together once or twice a year, and everybody is so busy, so it's very hard to coordinate anything. Um, But now that we all have this downtime, Mm -hmm. it's been nice to reconnect with people, and we live all throughout the country now, so you don't get these daily updates on everyone's life, so... Um, I haven't just seen that with that group of friends. I've seen that in other groups of friends as well. So I'm hoping that post-quarantine or whenever we enter this new normal, people um, feel that it's okay to connect with people more frequently and make more time for people that may not be within close proximity. Because I think that that is one positive Mm -hmm. that has come out of this for sure. It's like You can just jump on FaceTime with your friend to catch up with them once a month. And that shouldn't take too much of your time. And it might take some coordinating once our lives get busy again. Um, But I think that's like a good way to keep in touch with people you might not have kept in touch with as much because, you know, life gets the best of you. You get really busy and you just don't make time for people who aren't in close proximity. I know I am very guilty of that. I do not do a good job of keeping in touch with people who aren't around me, but um, hoping to do more of that. Post queue, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are definitely, I do hope some of it continues. It's definitely harder um, when we do start to ramp up again and go back to work. Um, but like you said, like once a month or something would be nice. And I feel like anytime I would call my friends before this time um, and it, you know, I'm not the, you know, I feel like we come from a generation that's not really as into phone calls. um, So I probably wouldn't speak to my friends and family as much as I should. And then you would catch up with somebody like once every other month and you'd be like, wow, we should really do this more. Mm-hmm. um, And maybe this is just kind of that push that you need to like actually do it more. Um, yeah, some of my, not some, my college roommates, Like Not every week, but maybe every other week, we've been doing brunch on the weekends, which has been really nice, and that is something I hope we continue to do. And like you said, our high school friends, yeah, I just hope we continue to make the time for people that we want to make the time for, even if we're not in the same place at the same time. Um, And also just thinking about, I think I'm just like a little homesick and missing my family. And it's been super nice to, I mean, I speak not every day. I think in the beginning of quarantine, my parents were like, call us every day. Um, And we have not done that, but definitely multiple times Mm -hmm. a week. We FaceTime, and that's not something we did before, obviously, but it's been really nice. And, yeah, just kind of thinking about, okay, I miss my family, want to go home. Yeah. Uh, But I cannot, because you guys are worse off anyway. Good luck with that. (laughs) We're getting Um. there, eventually. (laughs) We're getting there, yeah. New York will get it together. It'll be okay. I've been
2: thinking about, like... Definitely not anytime soon. I've been um, thinking about keeping in touch with my family as well, because, well, obviously, I am also living at home, like Jackie had mentioned, with her situation. Um, So with my family all the time, but even in college, I feel like I had a roommate last year and she called her mom, I think like multiple times a day sometimes, um, which is in Mm -hmm. my opinion, a little much and would be a little much for me. Um, but then it got me thinking that maybe I should like FaceTime my parents more. Um, but you know, Mm -hmm. I was in grad school, I was busy. I was trying to like work out more and at the time I had a boyfriend. So like trying to make time for him and like get my work done. So, Um, You know, it's hard to juggle finding time to FaceTime your family. So I think, um, fingers crossed, if I ever move out at this rate, I just need to make a little bit more time to keep in touch because at that point, I'm going to never move back home. So it'll become increasingly important for me to stay in touch with my family. So yeah, thinking about that too. But right now I'm like, "Hmm, we are spending a lot of time together. Too much time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we'll miss it when we don't have it anymore. mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Right, like you'll be grateful for this time when you look back on it, even if in the moment it's not the most enjoyable. Um, I think about that with like uh, Hurricane Sandy, when that happened um, and we didn't go to school for a few weeks. It was actually my mom had just recently lost her job so she was home and I actually look back at that as as like one of my favorite times because even though or not necessarily favorite but just like it was a very memorable time for me because we spent all day with my mom and we had a nice routine and I really enjoyed it and that's kind of similar to quarantine is like things happening are not good like Hurricane Sandy we didn't have power for nine days and other people had worse situations where they lost their home or they lost their lives like it was a bad situation but I, when i look back at it what came out of it was nice memories and time spent with mm-hmm. my family so that's kind of just a positive light to shed on it if you are living with somebody and things are tense um whether that be your family or your partner or a friend even in those tense moments um those will pass and maybe there is some positive experience you can take out of it and i also think just similarly to the checking in on friends uh from a distance that could be applied to whoever you're living with or spending this time with is it's easy for us to not have those conversations with ourselves or the people that we're around most so just remembering like even if you're with them all the time and you see them um acknowledging whatever they're going through, um, and just checking in on the people closest to you physically as well, uh, is equally as important as checking in on the people that you're not around at this time and yourself to emphasize, check in and reflect and, uh, have maybe those conversations that you don't always have with yourself or with your loved ones.
2: Well said, I don't have anything to add.
0: Good. Yep. All right. I think on that note, all that being said, um, we'll let that just sink in there and let's switch on over to our hot takes for the week. So just anything in pop culture or news that we have been kind of into this week. So Jackie, do you have any hot takes for this week?
1: Yeah, my hot take of the week is uh, something that Jen shared to our uh, little group chat uh, a couple days ago, or maybe it was two days ago, that uh, Peter, Pilot Pete, and Kelly uh, are now an item. I guess third time's the charm. Um, I wouldn't normally care about this because <laughs> I'm like just like sick of Pete, and I just think he's the worst bachelor, even though it's the only season I've watched. However, this is quarantine, and we have nothing else to talk about. So, Pilot Pete is staying in the news. Um, So, I mean, we had seen pictures of them in Chicago, but now they're officially an item, and they've, like, announced it or whatever. Um, And his mom is posting about them on Instagram, which is, like, aggravating. She's just (laughs) annoying. Barb. Yeah. (laughs) But, (laughs) (coughs) yeah, um, they're together, which... I hope they're, like, social distancing and properly quarantining, but I don't think they are. But, um, yeah, they're an item now, which is, like, kind of bizarre. It's sort of interesting because... They always made it a point during the show that like Peter and Kelly met before at this hotel, before they started filming and before she knew that she was going to be on the show and they had a connection and maybe it was meant to be. And then on the show, they had like zero chemistry. There was no chemistry. But like he didn't like her as much. Yeah, there was no chemistry. And he obviously liked many other women more than her. Um, It's just kind of funny now that they're together because... I was, like, I thought she was great, but I was, like, he doesn't really, like, obviously, like, he, like, Victoria F., which one was it, Victoria P. or Victoria F., the the one who was, like, a nightmare, um, even though they were a nightmare, I was, like, he likes her more than Mm -hmm. Kelly, Mm -hmm. but, I don't know, it's, like, just kind of weird, um, so, yeah, they're an item now, which is interesting, um, I don't know if you guys have thoughts. Oh, God. Um, I just
0: think he needs therapy. That's all I have to say. Not to diagnose, but, like, he's got issues. And, he like, if they're together, honestly, like, I liked her on the show. I think that they are a pretty good match. I think that that's a good idea. Just everything that happened was so messy. And he just bounced around from so many people so quickly. That I'm like, dude, I just think you need to, like, talk to somebody and figure out what you want.
2: Um, but maybe he has. Yeah. But I just, I would prescribe. Him. I completely agree. I, I liked Kelly as well. I do not think that they are a good match. I feel like she can do better than Peter, in my opinion. Um, they certainly look good together, but yeah, she yeah like we mentioned, didn't feel like there was a lot of chemistry on the show. I do feel like Kelly and Peter's relationship did not play out well on the show. And I think a lot of that has to do with the way the show is set up itself. But, like, even when you think about, like, mm-hmm. Victoria F., like, th- like you were mentioning Jackie, definitely more chemistry there between Peter and Victoria F. than he had with Kelly. Um, I think part of it is she's just very nonchalant and very relaxed and chill. And the show is not set up to really make those people succeed. So, again, that's definitely a factor to consider, but I do think it's very strange that they're together. I think Barb's collage was strange as well. Um, and, yeah, I agree, Kira. I think he needs therapy. I think he, as a person, <laughs> the way he tries to justify his decisions, I think is kind of problematic because he says it in a way that seems very eloquent and seems, like, very thought out and... Um, it, it's just wrong. Like you just literally broke up an engagement in January, got back together with your second choice, who you should have gotten with in the first place and now bounced to like your fifth pick for whatever reason. It just doesn't make sense. And I feel like he really just needs some time alone. And I don't, I don't know. I, I unfortunately don't think it's going to last. I mean, if it does great for them, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about this. It's just, I'm sick of him. I'm sick of this. I don't think anyone, like, really wants <laughs> to see this couple happen, even if people were fans of Kelly. It's just, like, he's such a disaster. He's gotta go. it has gotta stop.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't just, dis- I don't necessarily, I'm not rooting against him. I'm just, like, frustrated. I'm just frustrated by Peter's yeah. decisions. Yeah um I think that's just what like really you know like I don't wish them I don't think any of us do right but like it's just it, it's more just like it, 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 you know it's like if they had okay if like he had been with Hannah Ann and then they had broken things off and then like later on him and Kelly had gotten together it would have been one thing but it just seemed like he bounced around so quickly it's so it always different people. It beat, not to mention everything like, with
0: add that and in and it. also,
1: yeah, I was about to say, like and then also add in the mix, like whatever like emotional issues he dealt with with Hannah Brown, like it was just too much, and they were to get seen together in Chicago like in March, like a while ago, so obviously, like he filmed the Final Rose thing, and then a couple like three weeks later, he was with Kelly, so obviously. He's just bouncing around, not cute. But anyway, whatever. This would not be news, in my opinion, if it were not for Rona. But this is the t- these are the times we're living in. Oh, Lordy. Well, I'm just ready for the season to end.
0: You know, like this season yeah. of The Bachelorette will not end. I know.
1: Yeah. Well, the season, the next season of the Bachelorette of the Bachelorette can't start. So so we just got to keep going. One. Yeah. Yeah, we need content. ABC is is, is quaking right yeah, now. I don't know actually, that. <laughs> on that note, a bit of a tangent.
2: Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but Claire Crawley, who is the next Bachelorette, tweeted something out saying that if you are already making cameos and doing interviews um, before the season even starts, you're not here for the right reasons. And that was targeted at uh, Tyler C.'s friend Matt who is going to be on Claire's show, who, he is very cute, by the way. Um, And, like, friends with Tyler C., so, like, obviously everyone's (laughs) a fan of him. And, um, yeah, so the tweet was directed at him. And I guess he was, like, doing interviews for his charity. I don't know. I don't know whose side I'm on. I mean, obviously I feel like it's a little much for him to be already trying to exploit some of his fame before he even gets on the show. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel like he's a good guy. Like, I'm rooting for him. Um, But who even knows when The Bachelorette's happening? I had heard a rumor that they might be trying to film it this summer all in a resort. So kind of like Bachelor in Paradise style. But um, they don't travel anywhere. And all the dates, Mm. like, happen on the resort and everything. So trying to, like, contain the contestants which, I guess, makes sense. It's like yeah, Big Brother. Kind of, except it's actually. like there's one lead. How do
1: you... Yeah. That just yeah, sounds I don't know how like that it's going to be extra messy. I'm also right? kind of into I'm it. it. Into I'm like, can it. they rent the mansion? Because I think it would be yeah. fun having an yeah.
2: OG mansion rather than in Mexico or something like that. Um, who knows mm-hmm. though? But the problem yeah. is, like, if one of them gets yeah. Rona, then the rest of them are toast. I was just gonna say that it's gonna end yeah. with all of them with corona. Who knows? But that was just a rumor. Mm-hmm. For sure.
1: Yeah. I mean they'll definitely have to do some if they wanna if they wanna even film and do that kind of thing, they'll definitely have to do I think ABC would make sure that people are tested and take oh, everyone's yeah. temperatures all the time and the I think that they would at least take the precautions. I can't imagine that like a Oh. Like, ABC can't risk, like, the, any kind For of, like, sure. liability, so think, they would, like, do all right, that But and this stuff. is just my
2: personal opinion, yeah. um, I think they probably won't film Bachelorette until the fall. Um, and even then, it would probably all be very contained. I think Bachelor mm. in Paradise is going to end up being, like, a winter game situation where they film it over the winter. And then Bachelor kind of is filmed, I don't know when. It would have to be, like... In the spring, like I feel like the entire schedule just gets really messed up. So we'll see. We'll see. Obviously, everyone's health and safety is a priority, but at the same time, I need some content.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But this (laughs) isn't, yeah, this is important too.
0: (laughs) Well, on that note, Jen, our hot takes queen. Do you have
2: any other topics right, for the week? We're here to talk about it. Gigi Hadid and Zane, they're pregnant. <laughs> it's not a rumor, it's really happening. <laughs> um, one of my friends sent me a text saying this. I did not believe her. Um, and then it came out on e news, and I feel like e news is generally pretty accurate. Yeah, they know. They know. Um, and then she came out and confirmed it on Jimmy Kimmel or something like that. So it's happening. They're pregnant. I think we're all a little shook, mainly because, well, hey, they're young. Like, she's 25, which is kind of – I didn't realize she was that young, but I guess it makes sense. Um, Kind of makes me nervous because I am 24, so I'm like, oh, my God, I can't even imagine having a child at this age. But, okay, you do you. You're rich. I guess it's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I knew that she was back like together situation. with Zane. And I feel like this is, like, the third or fourth time they've gotten back together. She was with Tyler C. in the fall. But they really, like, just got back together. So don't feel like this was planned. Um, But I guess when you have a lot of money, it's like, you know what? Why not? We can care for a kid. What else are we doing? Um, Yeah, I think everyone was a little surprised by the news. I guess it's good that it's happening now because she's not modeling. So... She'll probably get her figure back anyway, so, like, good time to be pregnant. But, yeah, I I don't know how I feel about this. Like, obviously, I'm happy for them, but I'm also just so weirded out by the situation because they've, like, really just got back together. <laughs> I don't know. It, we all know it's going to be, like, the most beautiful baby ever. That's just a given. I don't think the world is prepared yeah, for how yeah. beautiful this baby will be, but just like the stability of their relationship like i just feel yeah. so weird about it i don't know what are your guys thoughts
1: <laughs> well i think you might need to brace yourself jen because this is the first of the major quarantine babies people are going to be getting pregnant left right and center mm. so true you I know you might need to pre-Q. prepare yourself oh well yeah, yeah she's okay. pregnant isn't she like 5 months but also the okay, other yeah, thing yeah, is i could be like, yeah. actually Oh wait! Yeah, oh, but I'm like, thinking she got, okay, like, pregnant I also March could or be so
2: off. First of all, I heard a rumor yeah. that it's a girl. I don't know if that's true. I feel like that wasn't confirmed, so TBD. Um, the mom said, or Gigi's mom said that the baby is due in September. So the baby was conceived sometime in January, February. Um, again, like Zayn and yeah, like Zayn oh, and Gigi yeah. okay, pretty much mind. just got back together during that time. So very very soon. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know, but she had just posted pictures for her birthday recently, and she does not look pregnant. And maybe I just don't know anything.
0: I know. I thought she's that gonna too. be
1: one of those people that gains twenty pounds and is like, "This is my pregnancy body."
0: I also think sometimes, like your first baby, it takes a while to, like, um, basically half my family is pregnant right now. Like we have Woo-hoo. three babies coming before the end of the year. Which, my family's small, so that is half my family. Um, but one of my cousins is pregnant with her second child, and then one of my cousins is pregnant with her first. And my cousin pregnant with her first, I feel like, has taken a while. Like, she's five months pregnant. And, like, she was posting pictures in a bikini when she was on vacation pre-quarantine, where I was, like, afterwards when I found out she was pregnant, I was like, dude, you like, super don't look pregnant. Um... So I think like the second child, uh, that cousin has kind of like, she instantly kind of popped out a little bit just because your body is like already like, mm-hmm. oh, we know what's happening. We know what to do. I'm making this up. I don't know if this is accurate, but I just think like when it's your first pregnancy around five months might be when you start to show. Yeah. But it's still like, a pretty small gonna bump. I was going to
2: say she does not look pregnant at all and she's supposedly five months pregnant. So I don't know. Must be nice, I guess. Must be nice, but
0: I mean basically models and musicians have been having babies out of wedlock since like yeah, the start of Hollywood. That's true. So it just they probably won't stay together forever, but it's gonna be a good looking baby. It's the third one right? direction baby, which is kinda crazy. I know. Um, yeah,
2: why else? but bless
0: up Harry and Nile use protection and I know yeah
2: whatever <laughs> yeah we were talking <laughs> about this because my yet. initial thought when I saw the news was oh my god One Direction is having a baby and I just totally forgot that like Liam and Louie both have babies as well but but it's like Zane yeah and Gigi. have heard yeah. yeah
1: like Zane and their Gigi babies are like more obscure bit, you know yeah yeah they're like they're both celebrities and, and like let's be real Louie yeah and Liam are not quite well, of the same status deal. as the main three. Actually, they both yeah. Were a big deal I mean, because I guess... Louis
0: was a one night stand, and Liam oh yeah
1: was with Cheryl. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I just find them to be mm-hmm. like I'm less interested in in Louis and Liam these days. Um, I'm not even interested just, like, in I Zane anymore, anymore. I'm I'm not good. good at all. So he's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No. Me. Yeah. Definitely. But um. Yeah. Huh. Me too. I don't know. I, I don't mean to like offend them to, you know, no offense to Louie and Liam, but right. they're just oh, like for the sure. more obscure members of, of you're One You're the Direction.
0: least important. Former members. Least interesting to right. look at. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a Kim Kardashian quote, guys, but also they are kind of. Yeah. Actually, I don't want to say that. I feel bad. Yeah. They're not as
1: popular. Think, but like, not that's But right We we, we know you're quoting Kim. It's fine. Yeah. Kim, people are but also, dying. I was thinking Rotary. like Kylie
2: Jenner, perfect example, literally. like had a baby out of wedlock with like her boyfriend, Gigi and Zane. I don't think this was planned. I don't think Kylie and Travis was planned. You know, there's so many accident. You'd think Kylie, Kylie no and chance. Travis was planned.
1: Really? I don't, yeah,
0: yeah, they Kylie wanted a baby, also, nobody like. Let's be real. All you people know but that's what how I'm to saying. not get pregnant. Like, if you're getting pregnant and your job is yeah. to model, like... No, see, I feel the exact pregnant. opposite.
2: Like, I, I feel think. like they weren't trying to get pregnant because she's a model. So, like, that that's why I'm almost in shock because, like, you should know how to not get pregnant. I don't know. I mean, obviously, if they really didn't want it, they could have figured out another way i i do think part of right, the reason right, right. why people like kylie you know go forward with the pregnancy to an extent is like they have the means to care for a child you know what i'm saying so it's not really like that big of a deal for them to have a- right i think kylie
0: was on purpose though because she flat out said that she wanted mm, a baby i don't know about
2: that but so i think hers was- i think i think I think Kylie's was like accidental. And this is just, again, like my personal opinion. But I think she's like, well, I've always wanted a baby. So like, why not? Who knows? Anyway, Mm. we digress. (laughs) It just like, I don't know, it just like astounds me because I'm like, "Mm, what was going on here? Like, you should have known better. But whatever. Happy for them, I guess.
0: But again, maybe they wanted a baby and maybe they're super happy. So that's fine that's,
2: if that's what you want but yeah that was pretty much like my main hot take this week i also just wanted to mention i started outer banks i kind of gave up on too hot to handle um but i started outer banks pretty good so far would recommend also been re-watching Maisel. again would recommend we're big fans of mazel on this pod and um i also just bought Um, Two books, Where the Crawdads Sing and Little Fires Everywhere, which are both on Reese Witherspoon's book club list. Um, And I just felt that I needed to stop being on my phone so much. I know we've already talked about this on the podcast, but I really just wanted to get back into reading, especially now that the weather's nice. Like I could sit outside and read. So um, just a PSA, Barnes & Noble, at least in Eastchester and probably elsewhere Um, they have curbside pickup and I got my books like they were ready in about an hour and I just went over and picked them up. So um, just PSA because I thought that they were closed. So if you want to get into reading, I'd recommend doing that. And I definitely would recommend checking out Reese Witherspoon's book club because she's awesome and the books seem awesome. And I definitely want to watch Little Fires Everywhere, which is why I decided to pick up that book in particular. So anyway, that's really it. In terms of hot takes for me. Nice.
0: Yeah, Reese Witherspoon is a genius for just, like, taking every book and making it into a show herself. Just, like, I love a little female producer. Um, In terms of my hot takes, not too much as well. I have basically, I think I mentioned this a few episodes ago, but I'm just going to mention it again because it's all I've been watching. Uh, Desperate Housewives is kind of amazing, and I feel bad that it's taking me 10 years to realize how great the show is. So if you have Hulu, I recommend. There's eight seasons that you can just binge for hours because that's what I've been doing. Um, and then the last hot take I had is yesterday a judge um, dismissed the U.S. women's national soccer team equal pay claims, And I've tried to read up on it to try to understand exactly why it was dismissed. And it seems a bit complicated and I don't really understand, so I'm not going to super dive into it. But basically, um, the judge decided that the members of the U.S. women's national team did not prove wage discrimination under the Equal Pay Act because they actually ended up playing more games and making more money than the men's team. But to me, I'm just like, does that just mean that they worked harder and won more than the men's team? (laughs) I don't know if that's accurate at all, but it just didn't totally make sense to me. But I just thought I'd give a little um, check-in on that since we do love the women's national team and have been following this story for a few months and definitely a bit disappointing, but I'm sure they'll appeal and it will continue to be a topic of discussion because it goes beyond just women's soccer, women's equal pay in all sports, all fields, all um, work aspects. So, yeah, kind of a bummer, but also, okay, keep fighting. (laughs) Oh, and actually, in a plot twist, Joe Biden tweeted, um, he said, like, Equal pay now, or once I'm president, you'll have to seek funding for the World Cup somewhere else. Hmm. And I was like, "Okay, Joe. Thanks for all jumping right. in there. Uh, just trying to win over the women's vote after uh, all your sexual assault. Oh yeah, uh, claims. Yeah,
2: I feel Fund. like it's it's crazy, and again, a bit of a tangent, but uh, I have just not been keeping up with the election stuff at all i mean at this point joe biden is the presumptive nominee for the democratic party there have been numerous um sexual assault allegations against him um but other than that i feel like it's kind of crazy how you know the election was uh really big news and got a lot of media attention and now it's like all right (laughs) we'll deal with that later
0: yeah well i mean Um, Maybe we can talk about this next week since we haven't done a political wrap-up in a while and don't want to dive into it right now, but I think Trump has proved in this time that he's not great at handling a crisis, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the election because I would find it hard to fathom another four years of this uh, lack of respect for the office. Um, and also, Joe Biden has been accused of sexual assault, but so has our current president. So it's a lose-lose here. Um, not that yeah. that justifies anything, but it's just like we're not winning for the females on any front. Uh, maybe next time. Um, but yeah, maybe next week we'll do a political wrap-up because it's been a while. And there, even though there's been less attention, there is mm-hmm. still a lot of news going on there. Um, as we get closer and closer to November, which I'm super excited for. <laughs> um, on that note, do we have any heroes or sheroes for the week? Jackie,
1: how about you? I sure do. My hero of the week is a reporter by the name of Will Reeve. He went on Good Morning America wearing no pants, and he did not realize that everyone could see. <laughs> um Basically, he was wearing like a button up shirt and a suit jacket and he didn't realize that the camera was like a wide angle lens. I oh thought he would only be on seen from the waist up and he wasn't. He just like had like his like boxers on and he like tweeted a picture that someone took and like put it like it was just so funny. And uh, he was like, I have arrived in the most mortifying and embarrassing way. But it was really funny. He just took it in stride. But he's definitely a mood, and I feel like speaks yeah. for the working from home people. Yeah, I was um, going to say, I kind of I appreciate definitely it. Am, yeah, I, it's definitely relatable, because I've been just working from home, not in my pajamas, but in sweatpants all week, and I'm trying to be professional while wearing my fuzzy socks and my bathrobe, so mm-hmm. I definitely get it, and I definitely feel, and it's just, it was really funny, and he's my hero this week.
0: I have not mm-hmm. seen that, but I'm totally gonna go look it up now because that is very yeah, funny. Really, really very funny. relatable. Love that yeah. hero. Uh Jen, Like how national about you?
1: television. It was like, I just want more pants, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you think it's not showing, yeah. I probably I know, wouldn't. but it's like he went through all the effort to put the to put the suit jacket like, and I was like, Yeah, yeah that no is pants. pretty funny.
0: Also, the pants are probably not that uncomfortable, so it's like you could've put on the pants. Like the uncomfortable part yeah. is like the tie. We're just like you know?
2: sweatpants. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless, we stand.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, Jen, do you have any heroes um, or sheroes?
2: No one in particular this week. But as always, the healthcare workers, first responders, any of the essential workers on the front line, we appreciate yes. you and will continue to appreciate you even beyond Q. So that's all I have to say. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. I agree, that's the best hero shiro forever. Um, and my hero shiros this week are Northeastern had their graduation, so I know a lot of people who have graduated from undergrad or grad school, and it's just such an exciting time. And even though it's a little disappointing that it has to be virtual, I just think it's such a big accomplishment and has me um, so proud of all my little friends. And also, our mutual friend, Alyssa, has decided to go to NYU for med school, and I feel like that's a nice mutual shira. She's kind of forever a role model to everyone, I think. She's just the best, the kindest, nicest, smartest, and um, I'm so excited for her to go to NYU. We love it. And to be my doctor one day. (laughs) Uh, We love it. Um, Any retakes? Just where we kind of uh, correct anything we messed up in last week's episode. Um, Take it away if you have any, either of you. None for me. You do? I think I'm set. Perfect. My only retake is I called them Swiss cardamom rolls, and they're actually Swedish. And I did know that they were Swedish. I just said Swiss because I got you know my nationalities confused. But yeah, I think on that note, we'll wrap up this episode. We hope you enjoyed. We hope that you found it an interesting topic to dive into. Again, we'd love to hear um, how relationships are changing for you during this time and maybe what you're struggling with or what you're finding you're really thriving off of. Um, You can connect with us on Instagram at Hertie Podcast or Twitter at Hertik Pod. We'd love to hear and share with you, um, and we will talk to you again next week. Love you all. Stay home. Thanks for listening.
1: Ciao. Bye.